never coming down there to work no more, so feel free to come in there all you want. Keep the noise down, try not to make a mess. I'll be back in 20. By the way, not all the time, but sometimes this chick's coach will get drier in a bucket of sand. If she dries, just lube up with this and you'll be good to go. Don't have to keep good, buddy. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Cause it's a very good podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm Harrison. First episode of the new year. Yeah. Yep. First episode of 2019. Happy New Year, there, Harrison. Yeah. Happy fucking New Year. How was uh, How was your break? Terrible. Really, 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 really bad. Why? Because you went back uh, back east. A variety of reasons. It was just like I went back east. It wasn't bad, but it was like it was work. You know, it's like work to see family and do all that shit and whatever. Just deal and, with family. Yeah, and it was like I was. I then I got sick. I got really sick. I'm still kind of sick. Um, from like, you know, cause you're around children in the cold weather and it's like, you got an airplane. Yeah. You gotta fly. Yeah. I like, I had the flu, I, you know, like it wasn't great. Like it, it was real bad and I got really depressed, like and more so than normal. Like, you Wait, know, did you get depressed while you were in Rhode Island or did you get depressed when you got back? When I got back, when I got oh. back, did you end up doing anything for new year's? No, no, no. no. Just sick. Depression, like, sick and depressed, and just like, you know, you sound like take a, uh, taking a lot of medication. Just you sound like I Trump up. on Christmas. Did you, hear, did you see hear Trump talking about Christmas because of the shutdown? He couldn't go to Mar-a-Lago, so he was saying how he just spent it alone, looking at the machine gunners outside on the White I House did, lawn. Wait, why couldn't he go to Mar-a-Lago though? I don't know. I think he was just yeah, trying to be okay. a martyr. But he was saying, like, okay. he yeah. made some public statement saying that he just, I was just alone, hoping the Democrats yeah. would come back and we can make a deal and, right. you know, avoid the shutdown. But it was just me by myself looking at the machine gunners. I waved He's, at them. They didn't wave back. <laughs> does he have a wife and kid or something? Or what? Like, what? I think you know? I think Melania was like, "Fuck this, dude! Yeah. I'm not, not going to stay in this fucking." Didn't he call the White House a dump? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to head out to New York City, hang on the penthouse. I, I wouldn't so. fucking stay there. Yeah. Well, at least you weren't trapped on an accursed cruise ship in the Caribbean, traveling to like some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Remember that movie, Ghost Ship? Was it called Ghost Ship? Was that? It's kind of what I experienced. Okay, it was good. Good movie. Ghost ship yeah. was Ghost it a horror ship. movie? Yeah, it was a horror movie. Ah, dude, it was torture. Yeah. yeah. God, I'll never do a cruise again. I'm worried. I think I almost caught a tan. But I, I was know. feeling like you probably might have had a good time for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't all that bad. Yeah. I'm being, I'm being kind of an asshole about it, but it was yeah. like. There's a lot of things that suck about cruise ships. It was kind of cool going to all these islands and 
I mean, the beaches were pretty amazing. Tons of hot yeah. girls and all that. But it's like just being stuck on this fucking ship. And every time you go to like uh, one of these ports, it's like there's like 12 other cruise ships and there's like, you know, thousands of fat American tourists and all these natives trying to like come up to you to sell their trinkets. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, the, the gluttony and the excess. I, I just, I, I didn't like it. And the food. And the worst part about it was I thought it was going to be unlimited booze. And I was like, oh, you know, that's going to be fine. That's, that'll be fun. Yeah. You know, I'll get to, to, I mean, I'll be able to deal with this, to tolerate this if I'm in a constant state of inebriation. But the way it works with that is you can do an unlimited, it's like an unlimited drink package, but both people in the room have to do it. And it costs for the two people that they're sharing the stateroom, $870. That's cuckoo town. Insane. I thought it was like all oh. included with the, with the, with the, you know, what we're, or her grandmother was paying. So what we did instead, and, and I suggest this to anybody who has the misfortune of having to go on one of these cruises, sneak your booze on. Like they allow you to bring like right. a bottle of wine. So that, what we did is we, I bought like two bottles of wine. Yeah. Uh, we ended up drinking the wine, but then uh, we filled it up with a uh, bullet bourbon. So I had yeah. like two fists of bullet bourbon. And then uh, uh, my girlfriend's dad had two fists of vodka. And so, based on that, I just kind of carried, you know, I just sort of, like, just kept going back to the room filling up a drink. So, that, we were drinking wait, the whole time. What, do they search everything to make sure yeah. you don't have bought? Yeah, they, you got to put your, well, first, when you check in, they take your luggage, and they go yeah. through it, and make sure you're not sneaking any booze. That's and crazy. And so, you're allowed one bottle of wine. That so would just, be, that was, that's infuriating. Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that yeah. they did it, but, but, yeah. uh. Uh, my girlfriend's parents had you know, done many cruises before. So they're like, you know what you got to get is get like a bottle of wine and a screw top and just fill it up with uh, whiskey. And so two-fifths of whiskey, I mean, you'll be all right. And then when you get off, you know, when you, when you get off, you can drink at the, you know, the resorts or whatever you go to. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like you're trapped on this fucking thing and it's boring. Like, what do you do all day? What do you do all day? You just sit there and drink and eat. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I was like, I felt like bloated afterwards. Like I just, mm. I couldn't even, my skin was looking all, it was just, I think, I think the cruise ship was, was destroying my soul. Right. I'm just not built for those things. Although I got, I got to say Amanda's uncle though, my girlfriend's uncle was yeah. really cool. I like mm. this guy. He was cool. He's from, uh, so he's married to her aunt and he's from like rural, like backwoods, Virginia. The yeah. dude had like six teeth. He looked just like Charles Manson, like but Charles Manson at the end, right before he died. Sure. Um, and uh, he spoke like a carny, really hard to understand. Yeah. Like he was just like, man, oh, son of a bitch, man, oh, son of. He just you could hear him say son of a bitch, and that was about that was like every third word. Right. And he bought the unlimited drink package, so all that dude did was drink white Russians. Like I'm talking like eighteen white Russians a day. That's crazy. <laughs> like that, that couldn't be good for you. No, no. I mean, and he would do like double shots, and even then it wouldn't be strong enough. So he'd be like, "Hey, D, y'all, y'all, top this off for me, son of bitches. You give me no vodka." And <laughs> I was just like, "Okay." And so like I had you know some fucking bourbon in my hand. I was just like, "All right," and I just pour it in there. But the the funniest thing about him is I was chatting with the guy. And he's he's a cool dude. He like makes cabinets or something. I don't know what he does. Something like that. And uh, 
he was telling me that he his workshop is at the uh, I guess his family has owned this this home this plot of land in rural Virginia since like the 1800s and it's in like a state of disrepair and he's been trying to build it back up or whatever but he says it's haunted and he sees the ghosts of his family there all the time I think mainly because he's the guy fucking drinks you know if you're drinking 18 white russians i think you're gonna hallucinate a bit yeah um and i imagine he probably does drink a lot of those every day but anyway he was telling me like all these ghost encounters and supernatural encounters he has and then he also believes in aliens he feels that aliens started christianity like he's like jesus was an alien he's got these crazy theories so i was like I, i my friend's dad believed that too a lot of people believe that well, that's why I was saying I was I was talking yeah. to him because we, we kind of hit it off, and I was like, you know why uh, I do a podcast? He's like, what's a podcast? And I was trying to explain to him what a podcast. Right. Like, it's it's a radio show. Who yeah. do radio? He's like radio. I like radio. And I was like, and I'm you know I was talking to him like I'd love to have you on the show one of these days. Yeah. I kind of want to get this guy on as like yeah. you know a correspondent or something, or maybe do like you know we we go out there and do some paranormal investigation with the dude. You know, that was also the premise of, of uh, the Ridley Scott film Prometheus. What, having was like a Jesus Christ Jesus Christ was an alien. No. With Jesus Christ being a ghost with a toothless hillbilly? Jesus Christ was one of the, the engineers, you know? Oh. Was an alien. A... Yeah. From, oh, yeah. yeah. God, that's right. I saw that movie a while ago. Right. That was one of the weird points of it, you know, <laughs> that Jesus Christ was one of these weird bald motherfuckers. You know? Wow, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, th- th- this is what this guy believes. And, right. And all sorts of, like, a whole manner of conspiracies. I mean, whatever. And he's also, like, a big Trump supporter. The, guy, the guy's pretty cool. He'd be a good, he'd be a great addition to the show. But um, right. I think the best, the, the one fun day I had with him is that we were in Jamaica. And Jamaica's just a weird place. Have you ever been to Jamaica? No. I imagine if you went to, like, Kingston, Jamaica, or, like, one of the big cities... That might actually be kind of cool. But when you go mm. to these like little shitty cruise ship port cities, they just suck. It's mm. like, it's just resorts, you know, that are built to cater to fat American tourists. And all the cruise ships come in there. And so we're in a, a city called Ocho Rios. And it's like, yeah, mm. you, you, you pull in with all the other cruise ships and you just like pay to get like a day pass at one of these resorts. And so anyway, we're all there. And I was walking around with Jimmy. And everywhere we went, the Jamaicans, who actually do say, like, yeah, man, no, man. Like, they do right. speak like that. Like, they have a pantois. It's like, yeah, man. Like, I thought, yes. I, I thought they were putting it on for the tourists, but I think they all do actually speak like that. Um, it, it, yeah, it comes from somewhere. But, I, you know? I, I don't know. I, I thought it was. Why would you not think they do that? I, th- I thought it That'd was be something like, I didn't they... think French people spoke with a French accent, you know? Yeah, but the French people, like all the French people don't speak with like that stereotypical French accent, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe a bit. But these guys yeah. were like, hey, man, yeah, man. And they kept calling me, a hey, coloring book. A hey, coloring book. You come here, I got your ganja coloring book. And like, dude offered me all these drugs everywhere we went yeah. like one guy was like yeah. you come here coloring book i take you to the marijuana farms and i'm like i'm not going to the fucking marijuana farms with you <laughs> like whatever that is you are kind of like a retarded seven-year-old's wet dream in terms of being a living <laughs> living coloring book you know i would imagine like just yeah. wanting to color on you or something you know 
I mean, I, I, I don't. It. I, you know, I didn't it take it like as a derogatory thing, but it probably yeah, no. was. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Anyway, we we're sitting there in the resort, and uh, Jimmy was like, "I said we'd go find some black beauties," and I was like, mm. "Black beauties," and I thought, I thought he meant like you know, black women, like a prostitute or something. Mm. So then we, we take off while everyone else is at the beach. And I was thinking, well, this is going to be interesting. I mean, I, the guy is here with his wife. And we're going to go and find some black beauties. And so we're walking around. And, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like black Jamaican women everywhere. Yeah. And I don't know if they're prostitutes or not. We're just kind of walking around. So I'm walking around with a guy wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. Looks just like Charles Manson. He's got a fucking white Russian in his hand. And he smokes cigars. And he's like, I know, I was here 1976, and we were just getting black beauties everywhere. Black beauties everywhere. And I was like, so in the 70s, you're black beauties. And then we're, we're walking up, and I was thinking, maybe he just got like a bunch of hookers back then or something. And so these Jamaican guys kept coming up to me asking for drugs, and he would ask them, like, you got any black beauties? And they were even confused. And then it dawned on me. He was talking about those speed pills that they did back yeah. in like the 60s. In the 70s. I would have gotten that right away. I would have immediately yeah. understood what he was talking about. It just, it didn't, Yeah. I don't know, I, I guess I just didn't even I've read enough register. hipster books from the 1960s to know exactly what, you know? But, but dude, who the fuck does black beauties? I mean, in like the past three decades. Reds are uppers and blues are downers <laughs> and, the, you know, yellow jackets and the whole thing, right? Yeah, it's but a, I mean, it's, it's like, deal. no one's, yeah. no one's done those shits, yeah. done that shit since like probably 1979. We all read the basketball diaries, you know, we know what's happening. We're hip to it. We're well, hip with the kids, you know. None of the Jamaicans had black beauties. Okay, all right. Of course. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and he was really disappointed. I was a bit disappointed because I was hoping he was going to get a prostitute. Right. But then when I found out, and so anyway, we ended up, he ended up buying some weed and like bartering this guy down to like $3 to get a joint, like a really big joint from this Jamaican guy. And we smoked it and it was just garbage. Right. Just utter garbage compared to what you can get here. Yeah. And he was he was pissed about it. He was just like, son of a bitch, rip me off. I'll get my money back. And I'm like, dude, it was $3. Like, who cares? Yeah. He, we we're walking around trying to find the guy. He's like, he got, he got the dreadlocks. And I'm like, well, they all have dreadlocks. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was pretty cool. I, I do, I do want to get him on the show. Um, I'll, see, I'll, I'll see if we can make that happen. Although I don't know if he definitely doesn't have Skype. I don't right. think he knows how to use the internet. Bit, bit of a learning curve with that guy. Um, anyway. Yeah, so when I was talking to him about, uh, about the podcast and all this and said that we do true crime, he started telling me about this guy, Joe Ball. Have, have you ever heard of this dude? Joe Ball, is that name I've sound not, familiar? I, I didn't know about it either. And he, kept, he was like, this would be great for your show. This guy used to feed prostitutes to alligators. And uh, he, he kind of got the, the thing wrong, but, um, but I, I looked into it when I came back. I was like, Joe Ball. And uh, he was telling me, like, it was a movie that was about the guy, and I should check it out. And so the movie is called Eaten Alive. And it was by Tobe Hooper, who directed Texas Chainsaw. And it's loosely based on a man named Joe Ball, uh. who was known as the Butcher of Elmendorf, which is a city in Texas. And so uh, I did a little research, and yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty cool guy, actually. <laughs> now, I mean, I don't know. You know, it, 
when you read about a serial killer that committed crimes over 60 years ago, it's hard to like verify whether, you know, how much truth is in this, you know, I, like how the veracity of these crimes that were committed. Cause who, you know, who recorded any of this stuff? And this right. guy committed crimes like, you know, in the 19, like forties, you know, who is, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, how can you verify that it actually happened? I'd like to think it happened. And I guess people in Texas, you know, this dude is kind of a legend in Texas. I mean, a lot of people don't know how many people he killed or when the crimes actually took place, but they all know his name and they've heard stories about him. But I had never heard of this guy. Didn't he kill himself when they started asking him questions? I think when the the cops tried to started to figure it out. Yeah, he committed suicide right in front of them. Usually that means you probably did kill some people. Yeah, right. I, mean, I think he definitely did. Yeah. Um, but I, I looked up, uh, I was trying to find a copy of this movie, but it's, it's like Tobe Hooper's second movie. I couldn't even find a copy. You could probably find it on YouTube, I bet. You know how like, they always yeah. upload old movies to YouTube? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Tobe Hooper's movie eh, isn't, I mean, it's, I think it's loosely based on uh, the, the life of Joe Ball or the crimes of Joe Ball, but it's a story of a crazed Texas hotel owner who fed his guests, including a pretty hooker, to an alligator they kept behind the hotel. Very similar to what Joe Ball did. Um, so let's get into this. Joseph D. Ball. So this guy was born in, uh, in Texas in uh, 1896. And um, typical serial killer profile here, uh, kind of kept to himself, rarely participated in other activities with kids. Um, his passion when he reached adolescence was guns. Mm. So that should tell you something. Love guns. Spent hours every week practicing and perfecting his skills. Um, apparently there was an interview in Texas Monthly Magazine in their July uh, 2002 issue um, where they actually went into uh, uh, Joe Ball and they did a whole expose on the guy and they interviewed uh, surviving members of his family. And so in this interview, Joe's nephew, Bucky Ball, Bucky Ball, he said uh, about his uncle, my uncle could shoot a bird off a telephone line with a pistol from the bumper of his Model A Ford. Okay. So this guy was a pretty good shot. Yeah. Um, I imagine the skills kind of came in handy later. So he uh, ended up fighting in World War I. So in 1917, he enlisted and was shipped off to the front lines in Europe. And uh, they don't really say anything. There's no record of his actions or anything during the war. But he did survive. And in 1919, he received an honorable discharge from the Army and returned back to his hometown of Elmendorf, Texas. And at, at that point, it was in the days of Prohibition, and so he, he ended up uh, starting a career as a bootlegger. And this is something, actually, I, I was thinking about this. I wouldn't mind if there was somebody that did this, like, in this day and age, like, like now. Uh, so what he would do is he would drive in his Model A Ford and just sell people whiskey right out of his car. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Would you, would you buy liquor from a van that cruised around the neighborhood, kind of like an ice cream, you know, an ice cream truck? Yes, yes I would. I would have no qualms about that. Yeah. Like if you know how like, uh, you know, and, and our, both your neighborhood and in my neighborhood, you hear those ice, Mexican ice cream trucks coming around playing the music. If it was like, I don't know, whatever, fucking whiskey song that would play or I'd hear the music, I would run out and buy whiskey from a truck. There's a van that comes every day to sell fresh fruits and vegetables. 
and the horn plays La Cucaracha, and that's how you know he's outside. <laughs> yeah, maybe what's a good, I don't yeah. know, think about a, a good, uh, maybe Genuine's Pony or something. When, when you right. hear that and you go out and you can go buy some Hennessy from the van outside, right. I, I'd be totally down with that. I remember in uh, the old neighborhood when I, when I used to live uh, near you, there was an ice cream truck that would play the Godfather theme. Have you ever heard that guy? I don't think so, no. Yeah, it was really weird. It was like a MIDI version or something, the Godfather theme. A lot of times when, like, sometimes I would get the good ice cream truck when I drove one, and sometimes you get the, the, the sound thing with, like, 12 different MIDI songs on it, you know? A lot of times you get the old one where it just plays some, like, tinny, old-timey, frightening version of Turkey in the Straw, you know? But sometimes <laughs> you'll get the newer one with, like, it's got, and like, 20 songs options. on it. It could play the entertainer and all this other shit, you know? So is that illegal to have, like, an alcohol van? Yeah, I w I'm going to go ahead and say probably, yeah. Why? <clears throat> I mean, it make, you, can, you can have, you can deliver, you can get, like, what was that, pink, pink dot or whatever to deliver right. from stores. Why couldn't you just have a van that cruises around selling alcohol? You probably need a license to do that, and I don't think there's a license you can get to do that, so. Yeah. yeah pisses me off i'd be mobile, so into that mobile alcohol sales yeah i don't think so yeah anyway i'll look into yeah. it i mean um, also we're in la and literally there's a fucking liquor store in every corner so just every like, corner but still i'm that lazy that if i heard the music i'd be like oh shit yeah i want to go buy some bullet bourbon i'm gonna go run outside yeah. <laughs> be great um so during the mid-20s when he was at the height of his bootlegging business joe hired a young african-american man named clifton wheeler to help him out with the business. Uh, Clifton was a handyman by trade, and he found himself, of course, doing almost all the labor and the dirty work. Um, it was later said that Wheeler lived in fear of Joe, and whenever Joe was drunk, he would blow off steam by shooting at Wheeler's feet, making him dance the jitterbug. Jesus Christ. Yeah, hell of an employer. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, after Yosemite Sam, I guess, I guess probably... <laughs> Maybe a quarter of all men back then were Yosemite Sam. I this have a guy feeling, definitely you know? was. I mean, Texas. Yeah. Especially you in Texas. It's yeah. probably like, actually, they probably were all Yosemite Sam. Yeah, he probably about. had that mustache and everything. Um, so Prohibition came to an end when it was at the late 20s, early 30s. And so his... 1933. 33. Yeah, his bootlegging career was then dealt a setback. So now his Model A Ford selling whiskey, people didn't need it anymore. So he decided to open a saloon. And so he purchased a small parcel of land uh, right in Elmendorf. And he built a tavern, which he called uh, the Sociable Inn. It's a good mm -hmm. name. In the back were two bedrooms. Up front was a bar, player piano. That's all you needed. And a room with tables where uh, men could drink and enjoy the cockfights. I love how that's like, a, that's like normal entertainment. Sure, yeah. Cockfighting. Um, uh, most customers uh, seem to get along well with Joe, although he was known around town as kind of a creepy guy. Although, hey, you know, I'd still hang out at a creepy guy's saloon if it was a cool place to drink. Yeah. Who cares? Um, so even though the business seemed to do well, Joe felt he needed a gimmick to draw on customers. And so what he ended up doing is he bought five live alligators and he, that, he, that lived in a hole, like in a pond that he made. Like he, he dug a hole behind the bar. He cemented and filled it in with water, 
put a 10-foot-tall fence around it, and he filled the pool with five live alligators that were his pets. Smart businessman. <laughs> you know, that's a great idea. Yeah. I would totally, if there was a bar in L.A. that had a fucking alligator in the back, I would totally go there all the time. Although I'm, now I, that probably wouldn't be humane or whatever to have a bear pit or an alligator pit <laughs> or any kind fighting. of pit, really, you know. Well, Sadly. it seems like it'd also be a bit of a liability. Political correctness run amok. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I, I imagine like, you know what, have you ever been to the, the California, California Academy of Sciences in San Francisco? No. It's kind of like a, sort of a museum type place where you bring your kid and there's like, they have like uh, different biomes and regions and then there's like animals and stuff like that. I remember one year... Uh, during like the first dot-com boom, I was working for a company called the Industry Standard and they rented out the place for their holiday party. And this place had like a, so like we sat there and we ate our dinner and it was like a full open bar. So everyone was getting wasted. And uh, there was like a, in the middle, kind of like, there was like a, like a pit sort of that had a pool and an albino alligator named Claude. He's still there Ooh. to this day. It's this like fucking full-grown albino alligator that was there. And so all these fucking drunk people were hanging out and some guy like dropped his wallet or something or his phone or something into the pit right near the fucking alligator. And the guy climbed over the fence and went and got it. And I remember everybody was laughing and being like, ooh. And I was just like, dude, I wanted that thing to rip his fucking hand off. Yeah. You know, and I imagine that's probably what would happen if you had a bar here in L.A. with a bunch of alligators in the back. There'd be some dumbasses like fucking jumping in the pit or something. I, yeah, I mean, I stayed at the Flamingo in Las Vegas and they couldn't even handle not fucking with the flamingos. <laughs> like they grabbing you know? the flamingos? Yeah, and they're like, got these drunk guys were like, oh, and they went in the cage and they, you know, flamingos ran away, but like they're being stupid. God. Because everyone's an idiot, you know. <laughs> Well, no. back in like fucking 1936 or whatever, you could do this. And so not only could you have alligators in the back, but you could put on a show with, with, uh, with, with your pets. So Joe, you know, Joe's idea panned out. Hordes of customers came to look at the alligators and uh, he decided to put on a live show by taking live animals and feeding them to the alligators to the delight of the customers. So he would take a raccoon, a cat, dog, or any other animal he could get his hands on and just throw it in the alligator pit. Sacrifice yeah. your pets. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think that would fly here, especially no, now, no. like in modern Definitely times. I think not. PETA would have a fucking conniptions with that, but um, I, don't, I don't think I would be able to watch that either. See someone throwing a fucking kitten to an alligator. Uh, according to Elton Coo Jr., whose father was a deputy who actually investigated Ball at the time and wrote a book about him called The Wild and Free Dukedom of Bexar. That's a weird title here. Okay. Um, it said it was common knowledge that every Saturday night uh, a drunken orgy occurred. Any wild animal, possum, cat, dog, or any animal without an owner helped make the show a little better. Get drunk, throw an animal in, and watch the alligators, wrote Coot in the book. A similar account can also be found within the files at the San Antonio... Sorry, an orgy? I don't know why he's a drunken orgy. I think he meant party. Okay, all right. But he's yeah, a, I mean, come on, guys. It's not an orgy. It's not like you're fucking yeah. the possum. Right, yeah. Uh, but a similar account can also be found within the files of the San Antonio Public Library. 
someone was saying that the an eyewitness here said a squalling kitten flopped into the pool and a big alligator lifted his jaws, closed like a vice, and bit the screaming cat in half. Oof. And Joe Ball shouted, there's c- more to come, my pets. And the crowd roared in appreciation. And next he tossed a puppy into the bloody pool. This is sound vile. So in addition to the alligators, the other attraction there is at, the, at the bar was that Joe only hired the youngest and prettiest girls to waitress and tend bar. None of the girls ever seemed to stay for long, but Joe, Joe always explained that the girls were simply drifting through town looking for a quick buck. So Joe not only hired all these chicks, he was also having sex with them. Right. And this guy seemed like quite a player. So in 1934, he met a woman named Minnie Gotthard, uh, also known as Big Minnie, which sounds like a very attractive nickname. Um, Joe's friends didn't like her that much, but Joe liked her. And uh, eventually he hired her to run the bar with him. Their relationship lasted for almost three years until he fell for another woman named Dolores Goodwin, who was one of his younger waitresses. Uh, She fell in love with Joe, too even though he had once thrown a bottle at her and left a nasty scar from her eye to her neck. Jesus. Yeah, this guy sounds like a a real peach. Uh, Things became even more complicated in 1937 when he hired another waitress named Hazel Brown. Um, uh, He fell in love with her, and now he had an issue because now he had three women who all worked at the same bar who he was involved with. He's like the he's like the moonshine reptile house version of R. Kelly. <laughs> he kind of is actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, just like shagging all these girls without any forethought. Yeah. You know, and so during the summer of 1937, part of his problem was solved with the sudden disappearance of Minnie. So Minnie just kind of disappeared. No one really thought anything of it. Um, her friends and relatives started inquiring, you know, showing up at the bar asking, like, where is she? And Joe explained that she had left town after giving birth to a black baby. Which maybe could... Oh, my. Yes, sully your reputation, I suppose, back then. A few months later, he married Dolores. And uh, he revealed to, to Dolores that Minnie had not actually run off, but rather that he had taken her to a local beach, shot her in the head, and buried her in the sand. Now, Dolores didn't believe the story, thought he was joking around, and the subject never came up again. Hmm. Which is kind of odd, but maybe that's, you know, gallows humor. Some people have it. So, in 38, a few years later, Dolores was involved in a near-fatal car accident, which resulted in the amputation of her left arm. Now, uh, rumors started circulating that one of Joe's alligators had actually torn it off. But that was never proven. Um, But anyway, regardless of how she lost her arm, she mysteriously disappeared a couple months later. And not long after, so did Hazel. So suddenly, all the women that Joe was involved with had just disappeared. It makes sense that Dolores, I mean, she had one arm. You don't want to be involved with damaged goods. Did you go on any of those tours when you were in Louisiana? Because there were like a million of these weird gator weirdos that have tours and stuff. What, like on those boats, the air boats yeah, yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah, Fan yeah. boats? Yeah. No, I didn't actually. I've never done that. Did you uh, do it? I did, yeah. What, what do you do? Like just cruise around the swamp? Yeah, cruise around the swamp. He's got some gators. And then he's just like, he's crazy. He's basically like like that guy you went on the cruise with, you know? 
And he'd be like, see that house over there? A witch lives there. She ain't got no running water or no electricity and nothing. And it's like, well, why does it's like nobody helps. She's pretty old. Nobody helps her out. It's like, well, she's a witch, man. You don't want to help out a witch. You know, like just stuff like that. Just random nonsense. And I'm like, okay, you know. So wait, uh, yeah. do you actually get to, do they, you know, wrangle the gators? Yeah, they do a little fucking around with the gators. Nothing crazy, you know. Uh, then, so you don't yeah. actually get to, like, feed them or anything, do you? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I didn't have any interest in feeding them, I have to say that. <laughs> I, so. I don't think I'd want to go too close yeah. to them anyway. So despite the fact that Joe's, uh, you know, employees kept disappearing, his business continued to thrive. Um, and that is until mid-1938 when Minnie's family began to ask questions again because apparently they never found her, nor did they find the black baby. Uh, they had been unable to locate her, and they called the sheriff's office, and her last known lover and employer was Joe. So the police ended up uh, showing up again and uh, asking him some questions. And a few months later, another family went to police asking about their daughter, 23-year-old Julia Turner, who also worked part-time for Joe and went missing. So deputies went to the tavern, but Joe claimed she told him that she was having some personal problems and wanted to move on. And so since they didn't have anything else to go on, they just left. It's kind of funny how, like, detectives back then were like, well, he said she moved on, so no right. loose ends here. Let's case yeah. closed. You know, now it's like DNA evidence. We'd be fucking Plus swabbing like no records teeth. of anybody, you know? Yeah, like I mean, you could be like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm 30 years old and my name's, you know, Monica McGregor. And there'd like, be no way to like prove that was not true. Yeah, I mean, did they even have like driver's licenses? Not really, no. Especially like when back then it was big, people would like, I'm an immigrant and I just got here. And nobody, you know, people just didn't have stuff. And, and people like would just change their name and that would yeah. be their new name. Yep. You know, there's no, like, I don't think there was any kind of government database of people. No. So, yeah, so they were just like, well, he said uh, she had personal problems and she left, so there you go. So they just stopped investigating him. Yeah. Uh, Later, when uh, they searched the home that Julia, 23-year-old Julia Turner, shared with a roommate, it was discovered that she hadn't packed any of her clothing or belongings. It was as if she still lived there. So they decided to go back to the bar for another round of questioning. This time, Joe said he remembered she was in a desperate state and he had lent her $500 because she had been having problems with her roommate and didn't want to return home. And I guess they were satisfied with that. I love how that's this guy's alibi. All of his excuses, like, ah, you know, she was just drifting through town. Apparently, that probably did happen in, like, fucking Elmendorf, Texas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. In the 30s or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So, um... During the next few months, two more of Joe's employees came up missing. So I think it was like this dude's termination policy was just basically alligator pit. It's like you're having problems. It's like, yeah, you know, we're not going to we're not going to negotiate here. You're going into the alligator pit. He's basically just the alligator version of that pig farm guy. What's yeah, Picton. Yeah, yeah. The guy in Canada. Right. Um, so they'd question him again, you know, after this, after the two more employees went, went missing and they brought him in question for hours, but he continued to maintain his innocence and there's no way they had no other evidence to disprove it. But his luck ran out uh, towards the end of the 30s, 1938. An old neighbor of his came forward and told investigators that he had witnessed Joe cut meat off a human body and feed the pieces to the alligators. 
And as investigators decide what to do next, another man approached the sheriff here and told him about a foul-smelling barrel Joe had left behind his sister's barn. He said it smelled like something was dead inside. The following morning, deputies uh, John Gray and John Clevenhagen went to the barn to go investigate, but the barrel was gone. However, the man's sister corroborated the story, and so they decided to pay Joe another visit about, about this. Uh, when they arrived at the bar, they informed Joe that they were going to take him into San Antonio for questioning. So this is actually kind of another level, because before they would just kind of have like, you know, let's have a conversation, take this excuse, and, and you know, that was about it. But now they're actually going to bring him downtown for questioning. Yeah. Uh, Joe asked if he could first close down the tavern. The deputy was like, okay. And as the two men sat at the bar waiting, he grabbed the beer, slammed it down. Then he calmly walked over the register and pressed the no sale button. When the drawer popped open, he reached inside, grabbed a 45 caliber revolver, briefly waved it at the two policemen who yelled, don't. He pointed it at his heart and just pulled the trigger and shot himself dead. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so he just killed himself right in front of these deputies. Uh, then deputies from all over the region were soon going over every square inch of the bar, and then they discovered rotting meat all around the gator pond and an axe matted with blood and hair. Uh, next to it. So their initial theory was that Joe had mutilated his victims and fed them to the alligators. Hmm. So uh, then investigators began to investigate other disappearances, such as two other missing barmaids and a teenage boy who used to hang out there too. So it's interesting. They, they uh, eventually uh, tracked down his handyman, Clifton Wheeler, who was probably the only living person that, you know, was actually close to Joe and could help them out with the investigation. Uh, after securing the scene at the bar, they picked Wheeler up, took him into the uh, San Antonio jail for questioning. He initially denied having any knowledge about the missing women, but then he uh, admitted he hadn't been honest with them about his involvement. And he, uh, he explained that Joe's girlfriend, Hazel Brown, had fallen in love with another man and was planning on moving to start a new life. And this, in conjunction with him, uh, with him uh, confessing about Big Minnie's murder, caused Joe to fly off the handle and kill her. And so in order to verify his story, um, he actually took him to the site where they buried her body. So Joe had actually killed uh, Minnie and had buried her in, uh, in the dirt. And they dug her up and they could actually find the body. He didn't feed her to the alligators, which is odd. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. They, they found two arms, two legs, and a torso, but they didn't find a head. So maybe, maybe they did find her. Um, Wheeler said uh, that after a long night of heavy drinking, Joe had asked him to gather up some blankets and alcohol. And the two took Joe's car, picked up a 55-gallon barrel from Joe's sister's barn, drove down to the river, and he forced him at gunpoint to dig a grave. And they opened up the barrel, and they put the woman in, Hazel Brown. So her body was in a barrel. So they found he basically gave up Minnie, and he gave up Hazel. But neither one of these girls, you know, were fed to the alligators. When questioned about uh, Minnie Gunther's disappearance, Wheeler said that Joe had taken Minnie uh, near Texas, found a secluded area, and after a lot of drinking, he shot her in the temple. He killed her because she was pregnant. He didn't want that to interfere with his relationship with the other women. So, I don't know. I mean, in the end, they did, uh, you know, they interviewed several people. Uh, about what happened. They actually, you know, what's interesting, the woman who he had a relationship with, with uh, that had the arm amputated, they tracked her down in California 
And in a 1957 interview, she said Joe never put anybody in the alligator tank. She was like, he wouldn't do a thing like that. He wasn't a horrible monster. He was a sweet, kind, good man that never hurt anybody. Hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's speculation. But uh, Wheeler admitted helping Ball get rid of the bodies of two of the women that he killed. He also told authorities that, that Joe had murdered at least 20 other women and had used the alligators to dispose of evidence. So, I mean, it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. And, and how can you really prove it? It's not like you could test the alligator's you know, teeth or anything. Yeah. And they didn't even have the equipment to do that. So, in 1939, Wheeler pled guilty for his part in disposing of the bodies and sentenced to two years in prison. The alligators were seized by the state of Texas and donated to the San Antonio Zoo, where they lived out the remainder of their lives as a tourist attraction. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Joe Ball became known as the Butcher of Elmendorf and the Bluebeard of South Texas. Ooh. So, yeah. There you go. Pretty interesting story. I was, uh, I kind of want to go, now I kind of want to see that movie uh, Eaten Alive. Yeah. I have to track that down. I mean, yeah, I was looking for it to see if I could torn it, but I couldn't even find a copy. It's that it's old. It's got to be on YouTube. It's probably on YouTube. All those old movies yeah. tend to be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out. Anyway, people's episode 668 here is Sick and Wrong. We have stories coming up next, and uh, we have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here was sent in by many people. Yeah, many people submitted this one. Um, but yeah, I found, I found this the other day. I was like, wow, this is like, this is a sick and wrong first. It's a very unique story. Definitely fits within our purview. Uh, woman in vegetative state gives birth at a nursing facility in Phoenix. Is that a first yeah, I don't think anyone's ever seen this happen before. Okay. Like, uh, I mean, she wasn't in a coma, but right. she was in a vegetative state. So she was incapacitated, but yet, yeah, she became pregnant and gave birth. Right. So police are investigating possible sex abuse at a nursing facility after a female patient recently became pregnant and gave birth. I love how they have to say possible. Yeah, what is it? Of course. <laughs> Because you know? how else could this happen? Yeah, that's pretty much the only option there. Well, maybe not. Like a Jesus. Uh, a Jesus situation. Yeah, could yeah, be immaculate conception. Um, although I do think this baby will be the Antichrist. Mm. Um, uh, the alleged victim had been a patient at the Hacienda Healthcare Facility for at least a decade. Actually, 14 years, I've read in other stories. After a near-drowning incident that left her in a vegetative state. Uh, she gave birth to a baby boy on December 29th. Makes me wonder, how old do you think she is? They haven't, all the articles isn't this I the found. Origin, isn't it the origin of Michael Myers, or am I crazy? No, I don't think the mom was like a vegetable, was it? 
something like like in a mental hospital and then like for for some you know, reason right by rotundos or something for some reason when you said michael myers i didn't hear myers and i thought bolton and i was like this actually makes sense like i don't know how yeah, harrison his, knew this but that's his origin story yeah that's <laughs> michael right. bolton came from michael like bolton. a his mother was a vegetable yeah. and she was raped by some yeah. hospital custodian <laughs> and then he uh got that beautiful sonorous voice yeah <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to say Mike Myers. You know, it's like, oh, that's why he did the Austin Powers films. <laughs> oh, that Mike Myers you're talking yeah, yeah. about. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, that makes the sense. Res- the result of a of a Bretendo gang rape. Yeah, you know? that, that that makes sense, and that's why yeah. he's so funny. So we got the idea for Wayne's World. Um, this is odd. None of the staff were aware that she was pregnant until she was pretty much giving birth. How, how would you not notice that? Don't they gain, I mean, wouldn't her stomach appear more rotund? I guess so, but if somebody's in bed and you're like, I'm just going, well, I guess they got to wash it. Yeah, they probably should have noticed. But you know what, though? Oftentimes, she might have been fat. got to go and wash the person so they don't get bed sores and shit. Yeah, but she might have been, like, overweight or fat before, and it's like, you know how, like, you always read read those stories about, like, a mother gave birth in a a McDonald's bathroom, and it's because she was so fat, no one had any idea that she was actually pregnant? Like Peggy in the first season of Mad Men. Was she or, really fat? Or no, she no. hit it. She hit she, it. She though. gained the weight, and they're just like, eh, she's fat. We don't yeah. know. They just didn't yeah, even but think then about it was, it. she was Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, yeah, no one knew she was, uh, she was pregnant until she was giving birth. And so this reporter here asked, well, how did they, how are they alerted to the fact that she was going into labor? Because it's not like she could be like, my water broke. You know, she can't even move or speak. And uh, they said that she was moaning. And they didn't know what was wrong with her. You know, they thought she was having that wet dream again. Um, but, uh... Thank you for that, Dean. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's great. I, was, I actually wrote down here, do vegetables dream of electric tomatoes? I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Just said that. You should have went with that. Yeah. I don't even know where I was Come going on. with that. It's so yeah. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, she was yeah. having a wet dream. She's that's what they thought. But do do you think like veg, that people in a vegetative state, you can still dream, you still have mental processes, you just can't communicate. But they could probably make noises. So if she was in pain, you know, maybe she was like moaning just louder and louder. Mm. I mean, who knows? Obviously, I don't think the staff was all that attentive, being that they didn't even know she was pregnant for nine months. Right. Um, well, so it's like, how is this person going to get into any trouble? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. not leaving her bed. Uh, there was a nurse that was there, and they said that she's the one that actually delivered the baby. The reporter asked, well, what about the baby? Is the baby alive? They're like, the baby is alive, and the baby is healthy. Uh, the source said that the patient required around-the-clock care, and there are many nurses and other people who would have access to her room. Uh, the mm. reporter asked the source, was there any way that she'd be able to defend herself in this type of, from, in this situation? And they say, no, none, none whatsoever. She's not even able to communicate that she was even pregnant. So it kind of make, reminds me of that scene in Kill Bill with uh, Beatrix Kiddo, Uma Thurman's right. character. So she woke up in a coma and like these with the, the custodial staff or whatever would just kind of come in and just have sex with them with her when or with the, 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 the comatose patients. Right. 
Um, and that, that's why I was, I was saying, like, she was in a near drowning incident. She might have not even been that old. You know, I wonder if, like, the custodians in here are just like, hey, we got a sex doll. My immediate thought was was of Hector Salamanca from Breaking Bad, but oh, yeah. that might just that but just might be me, you know, <laughs> where the staff is having sex with him, and all I could do is ring the bell. Just ring the know, bell. Thing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, the facility. A far less likely scenario, but hey, you know. <laughs> Why would anyone have sex with Hector Salamanca? I don't know. I'm not going to understand an attractive girl that drowned, but Hector Salamanca is like that's an old man. My mind, that's just where my mind goes. Jesus. Um, God, you are ill. Uh, the facility has changed protocol this week. So that now, male, if a male staff member needs to enter the room... They have to bring a female employee with them. So they have to be chaperoned, which is probably a good idea. This is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and this is yeah. a new policy. Everyone's an animal. Yeah. Uh, God, yeah. a virus with shoes. Uh, Dr. Greg Marchand here, who's the o- an OBGYN who has consulted about the case, said that even though a baby can fully develop inside a woman in a vegetative state, it's alarming that this woman had no prenatal care. Um, He said the biggest difference between a woman giving birth in a vegetative state versus a healthy woman is that the victim could not actually push the baby out. So it's a miracle that there are no severe complications. Yeah. Yeah, it says, he says it could have been an act of labor for hours or even days and easily could have resulted in a fetal death. Um, I don't know if it's a miracle. I, I'd probably say it's like a 50-50 chance, right? Well, I'm just wondering you know? if, like, she started giving birth and, like, the, the nurse just kind of shoved her hand up there and just pulled it out by the leg. I don't know if something that is that could be considered good gambling odds in Vegas could also be considered a miracle, you know? <laughs> like, I don't think so. Well, but, it, I mean, you know, it's, it's she's lucky that nothing... It, it is lucky, though, that this kid yeah. didn't have any... Comp- that's a healthy baby was born... Yeah. You know, but, I mean, this woman had... Let's not go nuts. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it's like a miracle, you know, it's like the immaculate conception here. But it's like this baby was born, you know, wasn't giving any, any kind of prenatal care, which makes me wonder if all that prenatal care stuff is just a scam. I know, right? Yeah, you know, maybe you don't have to keep going to your OBGYN for ultrasounds and all that. You can just lay in a bed and just shit it out. That, um, you know, that might be true, but then I think about like, you know... How hard it, like I saw that movie, The Favorite. Did you see that movie? I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, it's it a great good? movie. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Um, but it's kind of like Baroque porn, you know? Um, hmm. But the, pro- the problem with Baroque porn is like, you know, oh man, this is hot. Up, oh, she's pregnant. Up, oh, she died in childbirth, you know? It's, yeah. it's like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. If you're a woman and you, and you get pregnant, there's like a 50% chance you die or something. Well, I think part of it's it kind is... of makes things a little less sexy sometimes, <laughs> you know? Well, I think part of it is you go and get the ultrasound and all that to find, and the test to find out if your baby's going to be, you know, like a web-toed duck boy so you can abort right. it, yeah. you know? Um, the doctor said that even though she could not communicate, it's very likely she was able to feel pain during the birth. How mm. much pain, you can't really tell because you don't know how much consciousness is actually there. So investigators from multiple agencies aren't saying much about the case, but they're looking into it. Um, But they do know that at some point last spring or summer, 
someone sexually assaulted this woman who's been in a persistent vegetative state and she became pregnant. Yeah. Uh, so they don't even know if there could have been multiple people who were just using her like a sex doll. So it makes mm. me think that like the staff just kind of all got together and just like, you know, rock, paper, scissors, who gets to go tonight? You know, they probably, cause it's, cause if you think about it, you're in a, a, a health, like a, it sounds like a convalescent home. Most of the patients there are over probably 70. So all of a sudden you get this vegetable that comes in that just drowned and she's like in her thirties. So right, you well, have a bunch of these like reprobates, you know, uh, that are in there. They're just like, wow, we've been, you know, assaulting old people all this time. This is our lucky day. All right, call me an optimist, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and assume it's one fucking reprobate, you know, one just deviant animal monster. Uh, you know, I don't. You and not s- the whole staff. They're because pro- there's probably like RNs and stuff. It's hard to get an RN. Well, I'm just talking. You know? I'm not talking about the nurses. Yeah. I'm talking about the okay. custodial staff. I'm talking about the guys. Okay. They're coming yeah. in there and emptying the garbage cans, cleaning the toilets. I don't think the nurse. Well, so maybe you're anyone in the custodial uh, profession is is some kind of inhuman monster. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No. What I'm thinking. Do you ever see the movie okay. Dead Girl? Yes, I the saw horror that. movie with a zombie. Yeah. So there's this hot zombie that these yeah. two guys discovered, and they start telling their friends, they're like, "Yeah, this super hot zombie. You guys can come over here and check it out and shag it." So I think what happened is there's one deviant that was like, "Dude, this is awesome." He tells his buddy. And his buddy is like, whoa, why are you keeping this from me? This is great. We got this like sex doll in here. He tells his buddy, next thing you know, there's like five guys. Okay. That's what I, that's, so that's a scenario I'm Keep in mind in that movie, they were teenagers. They were teenagers. And all, and all teenagers are, have the potential to be a Hitler. All teenage boys, especially. But know? think about this though. A lot if of given the, a little push or a little encouragement in that direction, they can do it. Yeah. I mean, who knows the age of the custodial staff here? But right. uh, um, one of the um, one of the, uh, the, the the spokespeople from the Arizona Coalition to End Sexual and Domestic Violence, she said that in sex assault cases, it's not uncommon that perpetrators have multiple victims, and so that's a major concern for us here. Um, and there's an infant involved, which is evidence. So I think the first step here is to do a DNA test of the child. And uh, find out who could possibly be the father. So I'm wondering right. if they're going to test everybody in that hospital, like every male in that hospital. Uh, yeah, I hope so. And then, find out. But it might be like one guy like moves away suddenly, and then that's how they know, you know. Yeah, or one guy just yeah, yeah. just resigned. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it was this moon-faced simpleton, you know, right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a that's a, you know, that could be it. Uh, Phoenix Police Sergeant Tommy Thompson said the matter is currently under investigation. Uh, however, they do reveal that the Hacienda Healthcare Facility has had a checkered past. Uh, Department of Health and Human Service records from 2013 revealed that staffers heard a colleague making sexual statements about residents. The staffer is accused of watching clients masturbate. And while bathing another client, told the staffer that the client was going to have a happy morning. But what do you think that means? Ah, uh, man. You know, I knew... I, uh, I don't know. I honestly, I honestly don't know. I knew a girl uh, who 
uh, used to work, she was a, like a nurse or something. I, I don't know if she was a full nurse, but she was like a nurse assistant at a convalescent home. And she said almost every time she bathed these old men, especially the ones even riddled with dementia, they'd all get boners. It's okay. like you just had to kind of deal with it. Right. You know, and they'd sometimes they'd be stroking it. Sometimes they'd just be, but it was like something you just had to deal with. And I was like, God, that would suck. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. You know, I don't, I don't really, that, that's like a job I would never be able to do. Not, not that I'd have to bathe old people and they get boners, but I was talking to uh, my girlfriend's mom on the cruise about this and she's, she's been an RN for years and she was an RN at a convalescent home. She said one of the things she had to do was train families, especially if the patient was an outpatient and was at home, uh, train families how to remove bowel obstructions with their fingers. Yeah. Yeah, you had to like stretch the anus out, stick your finger in and just pull out the nugget. I Uh, there's no way I could do that. Yeah. I would there's just no way I could do that. I just it would just doesn't even matter how much money I was making. I could be making like three hundred grand a year. I still could not remove bowel obstructions. Yeah. I mean I've had to do it for me a couple times and that that was not fun, let me tell you. (laughs) What you You shoved your own finger in your ass and pulled out a turd? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a glove on, you know. But <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, like on it the was, toilet. It, it was serious. It was serious. Shit was serious, you know. Why not go to a doctor or get your girlfriend to do it? That's a whole thing. I didn't have a girlfriend. Clearly, <laughs> you know. If I'm in a state where this is happening, please, you know. How and I don't want to go to the stick- I don't want people. I don't want other people involved in that. You know what I mean? <laughs> How many times have you done this? Twice. Jesus Christ. Did it yeah. work afterwards or is it like? It, one time it did. One time it was like too serious to, to even work. You know. Good God. Is it like a cork just, just stuck in there? I, I don't remember exactly. Okay. I don't remember the exact. Don't make me think about it. I don't want to think about it. It was not good. I don't, it was like I couldn't do it. And then there was just like so it was a whole bunch of problems, man. It was not good. It was real bad. Wow, it's yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah it horrifying. was horrifying. It was. Anyway, all the all the more reason not to like rope other people in. They're like, hey, <laughs> you know, let's uh, I, let's all let's all deal with this together. <laughs> you know, I'm just not that kind of person. I would know? have loved to hear you talking to your girlfriend though, and being like, hey, I need a little help here. Yeah. Remember that time I gave you a back rub because your shoulder hurt? Here's well, the thing. Yeah, if, 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 it's, if it's doable, if you could actually do it, you don't need somebody else to do it for you. You could do it your goddamn self, you know? I, There's no yeah. need to. Yeah. So. I guess if it's something that personal, I'd probably want to do it myself. I mean, it's the thing that happens with fucking, uh, what do they call it? You know, opiate addiction. No, you get you, constipated. Yeah, you get constipated. Yeah, that's why, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why that happened. So there you God. go. More information re- than anybody wants. <laughs> you know, Harrison's anal blockages. Yeah, yeah. Should be your first book. Yeah, it's the a struggle. powerful. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, my struggle. Yeah, <laughs> my struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison's mind cop. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Uh. Yeah, uh, they received a number of citations in late 2017. Uh, one record showed a man who was uncomfortable with staffers 
walking in and out of his shower space. So they would just come in and watch him shower. And I guess it was convenient for them to walk through his shower room to get to other rooms or collect supplies. Was it it a railroad apartment or something? Like what? Like it was just his room, the way it was laid out. I see. It was just, you know, staff just would, you know, claimed it was a bad habit. They would just go through his shower room to go to the other rooms. Okay. um, I'm trying to watch Regis and you're always walking through here. Come on. (laughs) It's under investigation, but everybody uh, is, uh, you know, wholeheartedly agrees that it's ghastly to think that something like this could ever happen. Yes. I do think this kid is either the Antichrist or Michael Bolton or both. Right. What do you have here for the second story? Man arrested in North Salt Lake after biting chunk of man's ear off during argument. Ooh. Yeah, it's harsh in Utah. Uh, a California man was arrested in Utah Tuesday after police said he bit a large chunk of a man's ear off during an argument about conspiracy theories while in a hot tub. That's like Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's in a hot tub. Uh, Mike Tyson likes yeah. hot I think he likes hot tubs. I guess so. But that was in the boxing ring, you know, and there was a bo- Yeah, there was in yeah. a boxing ring. Yeah, they weren't arguing about the moon landing, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Sorry, Although I, I would love to yeah. see them do that. Right, yeah. Uh, according to an affidavit of probable cause, uh, detectives received a call Tuesday that stated a victim had been assaulted by Brian David Boyack, 43, and a large chunk of his ear had been bitten off. Jesus. So, yeah. Yep. Um, and these guys were just... We're, they were just in a hot tub hanging out. Evander Holyfield says that the Illuminati controlled the banking system, and I disagreed, so I bit his ear off. <laughs> it's the Rothschilds. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. Th- so these guys were just chilling in a hot tub. Yep. Which is like, okay. be careful about who you get in a hot tub with, is I feel the moral of the story. Well, I, th- you know. I feel like there's a time and place to uh, debate conspiracy theories. I don't know if yeah. a hot tub is is that place. Yeah. Also, like you got to be wary of like how many people are in the hot tub before you get in the hot tub. Yeah. Was it just those two guys? It's, not, it's unclear. Oh. All right. Yeah. It might have been. Um, so uh, the yeah the um, detectives made contact with the victim at the emergency room. We're told that Boyack had bitten the victim's ear following a conversation about big corporations and conspiracy theories while the two were in a hot tub. (laughs) Wow. Big corporations and conspiracy theories. Yeah. And this is like, and also this is like, I don't know. It sounds like it's like a rehab. I mean, it's not, but like, you know, in rehab, you end up in hot tubs a lot and you end up talking about conspiracy theories with a lot of weirdos. So it's like, why are you guys in hot tubs at rehabs? Because you're trying to like have fun without drugs or alcohol, you know. Is it, I don't do know. They just have like a bunch thing. of like, like mineral baths and hot tubs. And... Hot tubs. There's a hot tub. There's a, usually a hot tub. Wow. Yeah. It, it was like when I've been to like weird like therapy retreats. There's always a hot tub. When I was at the one rehab I was I went to, there was like. A hot tub, but they're like, oh, it's closed. But I think they said that they thought me and that girl were going to fuck each other. 
Um, yeah, I mean, because yeah. there's men and women at these right. rehabs. So are you allowed to just get in a hot tub with another sex addict? You sp- is, everything is supposed to be closely monitored. But I think a lot of times they're just like, fuck it. We're just going to say it's broken, which is what they did. Wow. So. I can imagine the diseases in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like schlitzy well, in a hot tub. Well, it's hot. You know, it kills the germs, right? I don't know. God. Probably. Uh, yeah. So the victim said he worked for a big banking business and Boyack took issue with that fact. And an extremely heated argument began. So, so is this guy a hippie for, or something? Like Antifa? Uh, he, he doesn't know. He, I mean, he's got long hair. He looks like a... But he looks just like... Like, he looks like he might just be one of those weird guys where it's like, he looks like a hippie, but he's a Trump supporter and nothing makes any sense, really, and it's just weird, you know? Oh, you think it's he's like an anti-establishment like. guy? An anti-establishment guy is, is probably my bet, you know? But there are liberals, though, that are so far far left... You know, that like got really upset and like yeah. freaked out and thought America was going to dis- be destroyed when Trump became president. Yeah, but you know, generally and, those people aren't going to bite your ear off. Oh, yeah, They'll yeah, probably talk they your ear off about how you need to listen to this or that podcast or something, but they're generally they're not, not going to bite, bite your ear off. Your ear. Yeah, yeah that's bite true. Your ear. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that, oh, you have to listen to Chapo Trap House. You know, you really need to. <laughs> I, I don't need to do a goddamn thing, you know, except bite your fucking ear off. Uh, I wish those guys would. I wish those guys would attack each other on air. Yeah. Detectives learned that the victim locked Boyack out of his home uh, and Boyack picked up patio furniture and started hitting the front of the house, according to the well, affidavit. Wait, hold on a second. They're in a hot tub. He bit yeah. his ear. The guy don't fight in the hot tub. Yeah. yeah. And then he kicked him out of his house, and he was trying to get back in the house with the patio furniture? No, no, no. He hadn't bitten the ear yet. They got into a heated oh. argument. And the guy's like, you know what? I'm going in the house. You can leave because you're crazy. And then the guy oh, like okay, got pissed okay. off and started hitting the you know, door, the sliding glass door with his fucking patio furniture. Right. Wow. Because a maniac. The victim stated he went out of the home to tell Boyack to stop damaging the home and was attacked. That was the wrong move. He should have just spoken to him through the window. Yeah, he should have just called the the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at least got a stun gun or something. Right. Because imagine, like, no matter how tough you are, a guy who's going to bite your ear off, you don't want to fight that guy, you know? It doesn't matter how tough you are. You just don't want to do it. Well, I, what I'm were there women there? Like, was his family there? Like the guy who's gonna stab you in the neck with a pen? You don't want to fight him. Just don't fight him. <laughs> Call the cops. Yeah. So, let them deal with it. Yeah. But were there families there? It does not say. Uh, it doesn't go into it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. The. D- during the attack, uh, detectives stated Boyack held the victim to the ground and bit off a chunk of his ear. After the victim was bitten, the affidavit said that Boyack got into his truck and drove off. <laughs> did he, did they, was it severed? Like the, the chunk actually came off his ear? Yeah. What happened to it? Bit off a chunk it? of his ear. It does not say. 
Jesus. My guess is yes. My guess is he spit it out, and they probably tried to reattach it. God. Yeah, that would be the end of the friendship. Yeah. I really want to know what conspiracy they're arguing about. I do, too. I very much want to know. I guarantee it was about the Jews. I mean, you got to be careful when you, you know, because it's like when I was I was home and it was like I was hanging out with my dad and it was actually not terrible. But it's like you got to be real careful not to mention anything that can remotely lead back to politics because then he'll yeah. go into it. And it's like I have I used to be able to just be like, oh, whatever. OK, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's just like I have no patience for that anymore. Like I'm just like, please don't bring this up because I, I, I literally will break your window and never talk to you again. I just don't. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm not doing so this So the anymore. wall didn't come up at all? Oh, it did. I just, <laughs> you know, was quick to be like, no, no, no. Change uh, the subject. Cause, yeah, because he was like, oh, the, he brought up like, you know, oh, like, you know, men getting me too. What are women mothers going to tell their sons? And also like, you know, the caravan and the, you know, it's like, oh, the, a lot of them are young men. And what are they doing down there? And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I was like, dude. As far as, like, my concerns go, getting me tooed and fucking, you know, border security ranks somewhere below vampire attacks. So I don't even <laughs> want to fucking get into it with you at all. It's going to piss me off. And but we're having a good time. Why are you doing this? Don't do it. You know? Don't yeah, fucking I noticed, push. I noticed on the cruise when we'd all have dinner together, as soon as Trump came up or anything, yeah. someone would, like, change the subject immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of divert the topic, just to, you know, you don't want to have conflict. Right. And he's like, oh, can you believe people, they don't know anything about what's going on at the border. It's like, yeah, they do. They just say they don't because they don't want to talk about it with you because you're crazy, you know? Or, and it's like, and you yeah. do know, like you've been there, yeah. you've personally witnessed this, or do you hear this yeah. from Fox News? Yeah. You know? Like, it literally is doesn't rank anywhere on my concerns at all because it's not a concern because it's a thing they make up to make you scared you know it's not yeah, real it's better just to leave that alone with family yeah yeah generally. talk about netflix shows because it's like yeah i could see that kind of thing degenerating into like ear you know because who knows maybe they're talking about QAnon or something you know <laughs> so it's like you don't know that shit can get out of hand fast so just like yeah, yeah. don't don't do it don't engage Yes. Uh, topic. Yeah. So they uh, investigators were unable to uh, locate Boyack, but were later uh, contacted by him, and he was taken into custody. So wow. he was uh, charged with one count of mayhem, a second degree felony, uh, three counts of domestic violence in presence of a child. Okay, so clearly there were other people there. Um, there was a child there, apparently. <laughs> Uh, all for watch his dad get his ear bitten off. Yeah, that's traumatic. Uh, one, one count of criminal mischief and intoxication. <laughs> Man, you know, yeah. if it wasn't for the ear biting and if it was just like some pushing and shoving and maybe like broke something, I could see dropping the charges because it's your friend. Right. But the fact that he bit your ear off, it's got to be some retribution. Yeah. Well, it's like it, 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 if there's a certain thing that happens when it's like it doesn't matter if you testify or not as the victim, yeah. they can charge him anyway, which is probably the case. So. God, I wonder what his wife thinks of this. It's every time you drink, you got to bite someone's fucking ear off. Yeah. 
We're done. Marriage is over. I'd be surprised if you were married, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. people send your stories, stickerwrongpodcast, gmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. You can call the Sticker Wrong Drunk Dial line at 323-522-4032. Uh, but first, here's a word about a sex swing from adamandeve.com. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no! When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive a free sex swing. Hang sex swing to your door and hang on tight. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type diddle for the offer code upon checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, diddle, at adamandeve.com. So the first call we have here uh, is about episode 666 um, when we interviewed uh, Damien Eccles. Hey, Dean Harrison. I just heard uh, episode 666, and uh, great job. Congratulations on making it to the uh, episode of The Beast. And um, I, I just wanted to talk about Damien Eccles for, for a brief moment. Uh, one thing that happened uh, when he did that Alfred plea, um, he didn't say it on your interview, but I've heard him on other interviews. And basically, it was made clear to him that if he didn't sign that Alfred plea, he would have an accident in prison and never make it out anyway. So that's kind of sucky. Anyway, um, just an interesting tidbit. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. I'd never you know, heard I'd that. I'd believe that. I've never heard I mean, it, but I'd believe that. Well, I mean, I guess. But, I mean, the thing is, is that... I, I don't know if they needed to go that far because it wasn't he wanted to do it because it was like he didn't trust going through another trial. He didn't trust that things would happen the right way. The only person who was like didn't want to do it at first was Jason Baldwin. So why would they have even had to threaten him illegally? It doesn't make any sense, you know? Well, I mean, I, I think they gave him the choice. It's like you can either do it or stay in prison. Like, I well, don't no, think... no, it was you can do it or you can like the other option was to get retried because the judge Would said they, they retry could... it because they yeah. don't have the trial again because of the DNA evidence. Yeah, because of the DNA evidence. But it well, was I think like, at that it... point, they probably could have had like hired decent lawyers and actually probably would have got some money. Well, here's the thing is that they did have decent lawyers by that point, but it was like they could get retried and it was already like getting delayed and they were going to del just keep delaying it, keep delaying it as long as possible and they'd still be in jail. And, uh, he's still, meanwhile, he's still on death row. He could still get potentially get executed at any time. Uh, and also, you know, they, they're still, even with all this new evidence, they're still at the whims of the Arkansas justice system, which is like, you know, you really yeah, want to take man. your life, put your life in your hands with the Arkansas justice system after they fucked you the last time? It doesn't make any sense, you know? Well, it sounded like the Alfred plea came about because they, they, they realized that they had fucked up and these guys weren't the ones who committed the crime, but they didn't yeah. want to pay them. Yeah, exactly. That's why they did it. 
But so, even if they had tried it again, there's still like a probably a 50-50 chance whether they get convicted or not because of how fucked up shit is down there. So, so. if it happened that, that he was like, no, we're not taking the plea. We want to open up another trial. Yeah. Would they have still been on death row during that trial or would they I think have been so. moved? I think he would be. I think he probably would be. I think it would be up to the governor whether or not he'd have clemency during the trial, you know? I don't know, to be honest. I'm not really sure. But I know that was still a risk or something, so. Yeah, I wonder what would have happened yeah. with that. Yeah, but I've yeah. never heard that he was forced to take it, so. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like hearsay to me. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Uh, yeah. Next call we have here has to do with, do you remember that girl that called in about her boyfriend who is a furry? Yes. And he built his own fursuit with like yeah. a crotch hole. Yeah. Or crotch like pocket or something. I don't know. <laughs> crotch pocket. A crotch flap. A crotch flap. Okay. That's what I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. Um, she called back and she answered our questions. Hey, Dean Harrison. It's Sean from Canada again. Um, so you guys have some questions about my call about the guy I was seeing that wore the wolf costume. Uh, first of all, he's a pilot, and um, he's not a pimp. <laughs> um, and we just hooked up uh, often. We didn't actually date officially. And let's see. The thing he was into all the time, every time we get together, is wigs. He actually started it that way. Wait, he's into wigs? Yeah, I think that's what she said. And that's how that or was either the, that uh, or wigs. Like he gets really oh, turned wakes. on when he goes to Going to wakes. Irish yeah. wakes. Yeah, yeah. He's drunk. <laughs> now, I think she said wigs. So that was the okay. stepping stone here. Yeah, okay. All right. Are you into wigs? No. Or I, I don't care. No, I, I don't care. I, you know, I don't like, I don't like wigs. Yeah. I can't no, into it. really have an opinion on wigs, I guess. I don't know. It just kind of bothers me. I just don't like the fake yeah. hair. I guess if it's a really good wig and I can't tell, then uh -huh. it's fine. I mean, to be honest, I'm not that great with discerning wigs. But if you're committing just, to a character, you know, then yeah. Uh, I suppose. So, what about when sure. you have your Velma sex fantasy? Do you make her wear a brown short hair wig? To be fair, I don't think I've ever actually done that. Like <laughs> gone, gone through it, that whole thing, just because like it's not specific enough to be like, all right, put here's this sweater. You know, it's it's really kind of a vague. Costume, you gotta find so, a talking yeah. dog, and it's but tough. I mean, I've had like blonde Wonder Women. You know what I mean? Because it's like, what are you? What am I gonna get a wig? I'm like, fuck that. You know? Yeah, I'll but just that have a blonde Wonder accurate. Woman. Why not, why not make her Captain Marvel? I don't care. I don't care. Make her Captain Marvel. She's I didn't blonde. have that at the time. I do now, oh. but I didn't have it at the time. You know? Wait, do you have these costumes that you make all the girls wear? Like, no comment. It's the same costume. If I was a girl, I would be like, I'm not putting that dirty soil costume on. No comment. <laughs> All right, I'm not on. addressing this right now. All right. Has an entire closet full of wigs and wants me to wear one every single time. He has different colors, different styles, has a brush for it, the whole nine yards. Fur coat was one he had in the closet and wanted me Who's to wear. What is he, G. Gordon Liddy? He's got a, like a bunch of wigs, like a whole closet full of wigs. And fur coats? Yeah. It, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, fur, yeah. Okay. All right. yeah, but he had wigs and fur coats in a closet. Yeah. That's fucking bizarre. Yeah. 
Like I'm thinking next thing you know, he's going to have face masks. I'm a spy in the seventies, you know. And all my all Spies my like all my identities involve long hair and and fur coats, you know. Which yeah. would make, Who's which Harry would be Crumb over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Skirt, and he got me a vest and whatnot. So he wanted me to wear the wigs and the fur. Um, let's see. The non-shaving again. That was me. He preferred more hair on the JJ, the better. Um, yeah, and it's. He does like furries. I don't, you know, I don't mind uh, pubic hair. Yeah, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Like, I actually, like, I mean, whatever. Every now and then when it's, like, shaved, it's like, oh, that's cool. But if there's a lot of pubes down there, it doesn't matter. It reminds me of, like, I don't know, when I was in high school. Colorful hair, don't care. <laughs> Colorful hair, don't care. <laughs> For position... We only had sex once in the wolf costume. Yeah, it didn't do anything for me, but if it was something he liked, I was willing to try it. But position-wise, it was a little difficult. It kind of got in the way because it was like a heavy-duty outfit. So he liked it, I think, but we've never yeah. broken it out since. It's like, it's like having sex with Gritty or something, you know? Or with fucking, like, Pluto or something. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it have, like, a big head attached to it? Pluto would be bestiality, D. Oh yeah. Goofy, Goofy is fine. Goofy is acceptable, you know. What? But I thought Goofy is a dog. Pluto's a dog. What's Goofy? Goofy it's not mentioned. The whole thing about with Disney is that you don't mention that this is a duck person or that this is a mouse person, you know? Because it's like there'll be things where it's like there's a seagull person and then there's a seagull right next to them. It's just never mentioned because if you get into it, then you start having the problems. It sounds classist it. to me, though. Like, it, what does. Is, it does. Yeah, it's like goofy of like a like an upper class, you know, like an upper level of character than Pluto. I mean, in that goofy can like do his taxes. Yeah, probably, and like speak. You know, and speak. You know, yeah. I guess that it's a class. You know, I don't know. Is is is, is the situation with you know my domestic situation with my cat classist? I don't know. Well, I'm thinking like Pluto yeah. needs to rise up and get the other like non-speaking characters to revolt. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't. I, I, don't I don't know if he has enough <laughs> brain power to do that. I don't. I don't think he can. Yeah, I guess he can't. You know. So. Yeah. It's not like. Oh so, uh, yeah. I... Escape from the Planet of the Apes. I think is the fourth movie. Was that? Oh yeah, that was Escape yeah. from the Planet of the yeah. Apes. Yeah. Was all I'm game for just about anything, so I figured why not. The wigs do get a little tiresome, though. I would like to not wear one of those all the time, but whatever. Fun is fun. So yeah, any other questions? I don't know, <laughs> but for all the way for him, not for me. But I do it because why not? Keep sick, keep around. Bye. I love this girl's so attitude. So he wore the the fur coats and the wigs. No, so I she think was she the wigs. wore the. I think he wore the fur coat. She wore the wigs. Jesus. And then eventually he graduated to the wolf costume. She still wore the wigs, though. Okay. I think that's kind of the way, way it went. But I got to say, I admire this that's girl's That's always attitude. the way it goes with wolf costumes and wigs. It's always the way it goes, man. She's down for anything. This is a fun yeah. girl. Yeah. Fun is fun. I would fun. totally hang out with this girl. Yeah. You know, uh, she's and, like, whatever. Yeah. 
also to, to clarify, um, they yes, they do insist on new costumes. If it were up to me, I'd just wash the fucking because co- it's a lot. It's money. You know what I mean? It's a lot of money to buy these costumes. But yes, they they always is they always insist on getting new costumes. On getting so, new ones. Well, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like do you do you reuse the same sex toys you bought her? No. Like if you bought an ex a vibrator and she left it at your house, do you like be like, oh, I got this? I guess you could boil it. I've never I've never <laughs> done that, but I mean, <laughs> that's what people do. People do it. It's a thing, you know. That's like the that sounds so you make Jewish. Dildo soup. It's, it's like, dildo what soup. am I gonna do? Throw it away? Yeah. It's like I got it right here. It's it's functional. It's like when I do stuff like that, I fight <laughs> against like. I guess fifty percent of all of my natural instincts. <laughs> you know, when I go out and buy a new costume, it's like literally, it's like walking into a fire. You know, it's like your your everything, every core of your being is telling you not to do this thing, and you do it. That's what it's so like. How many costumes do you have in your closet right now? I don't want to fucking diminish them. Not many. It's not a big deal. Co- costumes are not a big thing for me. It's something I've done a handful of times. You know. Hmm. I'm not a I'm not a, like a costume maniac. It's just you know. Do you have a Captain Caveman costume? It's funny, funny to talk about if you have some costumes. Uh, yes, <laughs> of course I do. Yeah, it's a it's a giant wig. It's a it's a six foot tall wig that I wear. It could also be cousin yeah. it. Yeah, you could be cousin it. You, know, you could be Captain Caveman. You know, uh, you could be a Tribble. You could be a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a, a lot of stuff triple. you could do with that. Yeah, a lot of things you could do. So. I think you know this chick is cool. The fact that she was totally willing to do this and yes. even go through I don't know how many girls would be willing to like actual have actually have intercourse with a guy in a wolf suit. Right. A fun fun ones. Fun yeah. ones. Yeah. A girl that's good that's giving it. in game. Yeah. But I mean it's probably like she does it cuz it's like interesting and she kind of likes the guy at first but it's like that will wear down. You know, it's probably what happens. Probably why she's not with him anymore. Yeah, it sounds like it, especially with the wigs. It's like it's yeah. fun every now and then, but when it becomes every time you have sex, you have to do this. It becomes tiresome. It's like when relationships all of a sudden they're not shiny and new anymore, and it's like all the stuff you went along with that you weren't yeah. into, you're not gonna go along with anymore, probably. So yeah. The third uh, call we have here came from a guy who uh, is kind of a cautionary tale about drunk driving. Okay. Dean Harrison. How's it going, guys? My name is Christian from Miami, Florida. I've been listening for a long time, but... Doesn't this sound like, uh, what's his name, from uh, Pump Up the Volume and, and uh, Heather's... Christian Slater. I was totally about to say that. Yeah, yeah Christian Slater. That's exactly hey, yeah. I think this is. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, guys. How's it going? Been listening for a long time. Because totally like, Christian Slater, it's like he has this thing where he's like, he's fun and cool in a movie, but it's like, if you met him in real life, your like weird psychopath warning reptile brain would be screaming in the back of your mind, like, run, get away from this guy. There's something <laughs> off about him, you know? That's something, what I'm, that's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. yeah. This is my first time calling. I'll try to keep it under three minutes. So on December 2nd, I went to a bar. It's a bar that I normally visit because the manager only hires beautiful Latin girls. 
which is frankly the only reason I go because they play terrible music and the people who go there normally irritate me. Wait a minute. Did he say Did he say beautiful Aladdin girls? No, beautiful Latin girls. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I heard that as Aladdin. <laughs> like I was like, it's beautiful Latin girls. Okay, but the right. people irritate me. The guy is so weird. I want to hang it's out with Christian, this guy, kind of. And I also want to yeah. run away from him as fast as I can. You know, so that's what he does. dissonance going on. Yeah, that's what these guys do, you know. Before going to the bar, I had already drunk quite a bit of whiskey. So I went to the bar. I had about three bottles of Guinness. And after sitting there for about an hour, with my earbuds on, enjoying the eye candy, I decided to drive home. Wait a second. This guy goes to the bar and just puts his... The headphones in? I guess so. Isn't that a little odd? He said, this guy sounds like just... Look, it sounds like, you know, it's like, I don't know, the Bedtime Story podcast for young Michael Myers. You know? <laughs> it's it's like weird... Wait, Michael Myers like or Mike Myers? Michael Myers. Okay, when I have Michael this, Myers. This, this confusion again. Michael Myers, the murderer. <laughs> Not the star of, of Austin Powers. Uh. <laughs> I just picture him putting not... Bohemian Rhapsody on his pacer. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, uh, you know, because it sounds like he's talking to like a child kind of in a weird way. I think he's reading it. I think he wrote it down. He's reading oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. That's what it sounds like to me. But regardless. Daddy, can you tell me a story? <laughs> The well, dude's still sitting in a bar girls. with yeah. his headphones on. <laughs> it's it's weird. Now, the route that I normally take was blocked by the cops. I guess there was some sort of road construction. I'm not exactly certain. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, they're looking for you. So I took a different route home. <laughs> now, I must have blacked out because the next thing I know, my car was completely surrounded by water. This guy's a guy, he's a serial killer who kills other serial killers. Yeah. Isn't this set in Miami? Sounds like it. I think he said he's from Miami. I think this is yeah. Dexter. That's what we're talking about. He kind of sounds like Dexter yeah. a little. That, that, whatever yeah. that, I forget the name of that actor. Normally I drive with my windows up to better listen to my podcasts, but on this particular night I decided to roll them down and blast daughter out of my stereo speakers. I love that band. Daughter? It's a, a band? I thought it was like a shitty Pearl Jam song. Yeah, that's what I yeah. Daughter. Um, wait, hold on. Okay. It is a band. Um they're an indie folk band from England. Oh, so, so they're like Mumford and Sons. I guess. Or uh, this guy's if, I don't know, an indie killer. folk band from England might be something different. An indie folk band from England might be like, I don't know, the the Comus equivalent of Mumford and Sons, maybe. It might be more about I, like every other song is about knights or something, you know? Medieval I thought Mumford knights. and Sons is an English band, aren't they? Are they? I thought they were I like so. iron and wine kind of thing. I thought they no, were I like. I think they're English. I think they're really? an English indie folk band. You're right. All right. Well, this changes everything. <laughs> now, Comus, on the other hand, yeah, yeah, that's a band that I could get into. Well, they're great. But I was thinking, yeah. like, 
a, a new indie folk band, I would think, would from England would have the indie folk tradition of that weird shit, you know? I would hope folk, so, folk but rock, I bet you, you know, British folk rock from the seventies and whatever, you know, weird fucking. I would hope so, but I think reality is you're going to have a fucking Mumford and Sons. All right, all right. But anyway, this guy's blasting daughter. Yeah. This band I've never heard of in his right. car with his yep. windows rolled up. Okay. And a dead hooker in the back seat. Luckily, I was able to climb out of the climb out of my car swim to shore and when i looked down i saw that i had driven my car into a fucking river i had driven my car into a fucking river completely shocked i knocked on doors and finally some girl came out and was kind enough to call the cops and call a tow truck would you answer the door no to this I don't guy, think are you I kidding would me? Either. No. <laughs> this guy's all His wet. He looks like Christian yeah. Slater. Yeah. I, and he, he makes your fucking like caveman alarms go off in your brain, your primal fucking, you know? Like the, yeah. the, the, the kind of thing that makes you run light. away from a velociraptor is the kind of alarm that this guy sets off in your mind. And he's you knocking on door your door at like fucking 2 a.m. Yeah. No way I, I would answer that door. I gotta I say, this, this girl from, from that band, she's real cute. In Daughter? Yeah, yeah. A very hip band. They have like, what, a female yeah. bassist or something? I think she's a singer. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, she's hmm. very cute. And I'm like, cute in the way that's out. like, it's like she's cute and she also looks like she might be descended from a race of fish people. You know that kind of girl? Yeah. You know what I'm is talking she Asian? about? Yeah. Is she it's Asian? A thing. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That's, no, that's a diff- no, that's not that. <laughs> it's a, it, I, there's like a weird archetype of women. They're not that common, but they're like cute, and they also are kind of weird looking in a way that looks like they might be descended from a race from the sea, you know? Do you think she'd be down to get shagged by a guy wearing a wolf suit? I don't think so. No. All right, I, she well, looks too cool for that. Pass. She looks a little, yeah. <laughs> Which cost me $1,400. They had to call a diver to put a hook in my car to drag it out of the river. He was, he was very cool. He was, a, <laughs> he was some white guy with a, with a long, bushy beard something out of ZZ Top, which surprised me. I didn't know they still had white guys in Miami. He was very cool. I shook his hand, and I thanked him for his service. Ho, 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 ho. Did you just say Miami? Did you say Miami? I thought he said Miami. Okay. I I heard Miami. I might be hungry. But he just had the guy from ZZ Top pull his car out from the the river. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) PSA Kids, do not drive drunk. Take it from experience. Don't do it. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the story. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Oh, and by the way, this may be blasphemy, but I like Harrison a lot more than Wackerly. Nothing against Wackerly, but I like Harrison a lot more. Anyway, guys, take it easy. There you go. This guy likes you a lot more. He reminds me of this 
this friend of mine from high school that I had who talked just like this guy. And it was such a weird, mysterious guy. Josh Spinelli was his name. He's dead now. Um, but, uh, yeah, he'd be like, mm, you know, he, he talked like, yeah, he had the whole Christian Slater thing all around and he's always like making weird faces, but yeah, I had, wait a minute, this thing weird. only, this debacle only cost the guy $1,400. Is that what he said? Well, I'm sure it costs more than that. Cause he probably got DUI. It didn't sound like he did. Oh, there's no I way this like, dude didn't I get a like DUI. I feel like if he had gotten arrested, it probably would have been part of the fucking story. Well, don't you think they probably charge you fourteen hundred bucks to get the car out, and then after that he got a DUI? Not necessarily. Like if if he calls for the tow truck, and the tow truck guy shows up, the tow truck guy has to be like, you know what, this guy's really drunk. I'm going to call the police. That's what has to happen, right? And it's like he doesn't even have to do that. He can fucking take an Uber home and go the next day when he's sober and get the fucking car out of the lake. You know, that's what I would have done. I would. Yeah. Have, yeah. Definitely wouldn't call the cops as soon as my car went in there. However. Yeah. yeah. How do you get home? Take an Uber. I guess he could come. But it uh, depends on where he is. It's odd yeah. that he just drove right into a river. Was it like an inner coastal or a river? I want to know about this. Yeah. Sounds like it was a river. He said. Yeah. I don't, well, yeah. that's the thing with Florida. It's like you got rivers everywhere. And like, yeah. you know, the. You know, it was a weird thing. So the cruise took off from Fort Lauderdale and we yeah. got there. We were, we took a red eye and our flight got in kind of early. So we just had time to kill and we we're at a diner and we we're talking to this woman and she was saying that there's like a troop of monkeys in Fort Lauderdale, wild monkeys that live in, mon that live in like, I don't know, some forest that's kind of near a motel six. And I was like, why the fuck do they have monkeys in Florida? And yeah. I thought they were like, I thought she made it up. I looked it up online. Sure enough, they had been doing animal testing in like the 1950s. And this like, these monkeys escaped and they've been like, you know, thriving successfully in the fucking swamps of Florida. Yeah. I, I heard about that. And they have herpes. They have like incurable herpes. Really? Yeah. Like an incurable Isn't all herpes. herpes incurable? Well, they have like some kind of monster herpes. I don't know. It's like a yeah. mutated form of hippies or herpes. <laughs> 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 they have it's a mutated the form of herpes. Freak brothers. <laughs> mutant hippies. Mutant hippies living yeah. in the Everglades in Florida. <laughs> but I guess they have like some kind of mutated form of the disease. And right. yeah, like, so people are all worried about it. That's going to like, one of the monkeys is going to bite a human. It's going to contaminate the humans. And so it's like the story of 12 monkeys. Okay. Yeah. I think that's going to happen soon for and Moral of the story is Florida is a weird place. Not as weird a, as this Christian goat guy. man in Maryland who escaped from an agriculture testing facility where they were trying to, I don't know build a better goat or something and he became a goat man and now he attacks people with an axe read about him it's a goat man really? in maryland and where so does he live does he just live in maryland work at home depot <laughs> yeah <laughs> with his goat horns oh you're looking to build a deck huh <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah. thank you, Christian Slater, for uh, calling in. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. People don't drive drunk because you'll drive into a river and yeah. murder prostitutes. And um, also, you are Mr. Robot. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, people can call Sigron Hotline, 323-522-4032. We did get an email to uh, Podcast at gmail.com. This guy wrote in to you saying, Harrison, just for your interest, semen has a pH level of 7.2 to 8, i.e. not neutral, but basic, which is the opposite of acidic. I don't think the pain arising from not peeing for a long time after ejaculation is any kind of urinary tract infection. It's just a burning sensation coming from having the equivalent of very watered-down bleach in your urethra. Safe travels, Larry. I, I don't put bleach in my... What is he talking about? I, I don't know. Did you say that you had like pain after ejaculation or something? Yeah. I think I did say that. But I think he's saying that you have like. Or I think I was talking about how like your... if, if you, you know, don't urinate after sex or something, men can also get urinary tract infections. Well, I, I think, think he's saying I it's think not I, a I think UTI. Like a year ago or something, I may have said this. Wow, keep track, keep just, track of every stupid thing I say, you know. Well, but, he's saying it's not a UTI. It's like like semen just stuck in your urethra and it's burning you because he has a pH level of seven point two to eight. Oh, okay. Well, I mean that's not too far from what I said. You know. <laughs> so, so you got to urinate. You know, I don't know. What do you want? From I love me? how Larry's so concerned about your urinate, your urethra, right? Your UTIs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got another message here from uh, Patreon. Uh, this guy, Michael, he posted ethnicity point related to uh, episode 666. Packy was and still is a term of abuse for somebody moving from Pakistan to Britain. It's more of a 70s, 80s term. You don't hear it as much now, though. The P word is, is up there with the N word. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm from Northern Ireland, so we are too busy hating each other uh, sectarianly. I don't even think that's a word. Mm-hmm. Belfast out. We get what he means, though. Yeah, so, I see what he means. Yeah. And do How many packies do you even have in Ireland? Probably a Probably lot. Probably not uh, many. Yeah, maybe. Probably some, some good amount, you know. Um, Finally, we got... Another Patreon message here from Stanley Spadowski. He said, Harrison, can you do me a favor and record Jared's book, the book about XX Tentation? A couple chapters a month, maybe. I'd kick oh, yeah, in no another yeah, <laughs> I'd kick absolutely. in another six sixty six to Patreon for that. I feel like a nineteen fifties douche when I try to sit down and read a paper book. Yeah. God, isn't that just just that's so saddening? Sad. What about a Kindle or something? Kindle. What about on a Kindle? You know? I mean, like, I guess, but just fucking when yeah. did reading become douchey? Since Fortnite. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Probably before Fortnite. Or BF, I, as the kids are calling it. Uh, the, maybe, the, the time before Fortnite, they're calling BF. Um, BF is the time before Fortnite? Yes. Yep. Um, but, uh, I, I mean... Wait, he's going to pay us $666? Mm-hmm. 
no, $6.66 for you just to do this book because he doesn't want to read a paper book because he feels like a douche. Oh, yeah. Well, that's no problem. That'll only take me like what, 48 hours straight to do or something. God, that you know? pains me. That stuff takes a long time. You know, it's not like, come on. I think I think reading paper books is cooler than reading digital books or audio books for that matter. I have. A, I mean, I, I uh, I'm going to try to record more audio book stuff for the Patreon because people seem to like it. And but uh, it's harder than I thought to do. But I mean, I, I can't get into audio books. I just can't I pay attention. Can like my mind drifts away and then I have to re-listen to the chapter over and over and over again. I feel like when you read a book, you're forced to pay attention to it because you have yeah. it in front of you. You read the pages and you just get into it. When when you're driving and you're listening to an audiobook, you're paying attention to the road. You're like paying attention to your passenger, whatever. There's too many distractions. Okay, she know. looks like Shelley Duvall. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I was picking up on. The girl from Who? Daughter. The girl from oh. <laughs> Elena Tanra. She looks from like Daughter. Shelley Duvall. She looks like Shelley Duvall. That's what I was trying to figure out this whole time. She kind of looks like she could be a mer person. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. like with her big fucking bug eyes. Yeah, because there was a girl I went to high school with that had the same thing going on. And uh, I've always had a crush on her. Still have a crush on her this day. Would she be down to get fucked with a guy wearing a wolf suit? No, she's also too cool for school. God. Even Man. in high school, she was too cool to talk to me. And I went to an alternative high school where no one was cool. And you can't deal with these closed-minded women. Yeah. There anyway, finally, uh, sick wrong song of the week. So there was a moment on the cruise because there's nothing else to fucking do. We did karaoke. And... Uh, I have like my go-to karaoke songs that I do. Number one is uh, Forever in Blue Jeans by Neil Diamond. Fine right. song. And then Out of Touch by Hollow Notes. You know that one? Yeah, I know that song. It's a good song. Um, but what are your go-tos? Oh, for fucking If karaoke? you have to do karaoke. I don't know. I'd have to think about it for a little while. All right, we'll think about it. Yeah. So they didn't have any of my go-tos. So I was like sitting there flipping through the thing like, I don't know if I'm going to do a song. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know any of these songs. But they happen to have Cliff Richard's Devil Woman. Okay. So I had to branch out. And I did that song. No one liked it except for my girlfriend's grandma. Her grandmother was like, that was great. You did an excellent job. Oh, good. And I was like, thank you. Thanks for that. Made me feel better. People, other people were like, we don't like this. You did a bad job. Is that what other people were saying? No, like my girlfriend's mom was just not into it. She was just like, that's uh, a weird song. And then there uh, were a couple other old people that were just not, just kind of looking at me weird. I right. mean, some people, you know, there, there's no one that was like, because all the other songs that people were doing were like Sweet Caroline or something where they were right. singing along, you know, yeah. and participating. And then uh, I come out and I do Cliff Richard's Devil Woman and everybody just kind of seemed turned off. Like I lost the crowd. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing that turns people away from karaoke for life. Those Which is good of because I think karaoke is uh, I don't know, the work of the devil. Right. Okay. I don't like doing it. We're going to end the show here with Cliff Richards' Devil Woman. I'm going to dedicate it to my girlfriend's grandmother. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 669. Until then, take it sleazy.